I saw the guillotine. Guillotine. Bring him back the heads. Yeah, it's not operational, but symbolism, of course. They're gonna kill Macron. Macron? Ma- Ma- Macron? Macron sounds like a transformer. Macron reminds me of the old. Remember that old anime we used to watch? It was like we used oh, to get Macron, a VHS. Macros? No, no, no. Well, oh. We used to get a fucking like VHS. Um, and it would go. The theme song went like this. Wasn't that Amazinger? Was it Amazinger? Yeah, I think it's Amazinger. So I was. I don't think I seen it since like we're six. Amazinger. Yeah, I think so. That was one of the for a long time. Japan and France coincidentally had a partnership where they'd make anime together. Basically, yeah. I think Amazinger was one of those. Yeah, I remember I've seen some of those. They're pretty cool. Um, yeah, they the were, best part about the uh, climate uh, Paris uh, or the Paris protests. Paris yeah. protests is Donald Trump's uh, interpretation of it, which is, and it goes as follows: the uh, reason there are people around the streets is because um, the Paris Climate Agreement in France is paying all this money to the third world countries that aren't keeping up their end of the bargain, and it's just not good for France. And the people of France are out in the streets screaming, "I want Trump." I want Trump! They had their opportunity to get their own Trump with uh, Le Pen. Yeah. And they said, no thanks. No, because I was a lady. Um, as we all know, lady Trumps aren't as good as man Trumps with penises. Mm-hmm. Because 100%, you know right now that if, if Hillary Clinton had a dick, same scenario, she would be a president right now. Yeah. Well, so, the reason she didn't get elected, um, well, it's because she's a woman, of course, but... Compounding on that is just her history in politics and how they went after her but I mean, for so long I'm because she's a woman. Had, yeah, but even if you had a dude that had that same problem, had 30 years of the right wing experience going after him, if he still ran against Donald Trump and the same scenario happened, as long as he still had a penis, mm-hmm. I think he still would have beat Trump. I think there's a there's a I think there's a one percent. Yeah. Well, she did beat Trump. Let's yeah, yeah, well, I'm in popular vote, right? Yeah, who cares about the electoral college? <laughs> that's the that's not democracy. Now that that sounds like republicanism. <laughs> um, but no, aside from Donald Trump's crazy ramblings, um, him just being weird, which is the best. Uh, I have noticed that there is sort of this narrative or propaganda being pushed already on the internet that some people have obviously bought into. Same thing that happened like Occupy, where they were like. They're just protesting a protest. They don't even know what they want, and blah blah blah. I, I 100% it's believe it's Russian astroturfing that's pushing pushing it out there. Um, yeah, it's the same thing that happens with all protests in the last 15, 20 years. Anyways, yeah. oh, they don't really know what they want. Or, or even even worse than that is like, why can't you do it like with, with the way Martin Luther King did? Because that worked twice. Well, I mean, not only that, but like if you look back at what you know dr king did in the civil rights movement those fucking people would have hated the shit that he yeah was it's still to. civil disobedience right let's say they're causing so much there's trouble. people on the internet they're like oh, i agree with the right to protest but they shouldn't be able to block traffic that's fucking what you do i mean joe, oh no congressman joe lewis didn't get a fucking concussion from not blocking traffic yeah fuck no how dare they block traffic <laughs> well to even be honest uh these paris um protests kicked off with the riot right and it was initially about the tax I, uh, increase on my gas prices. My opinion is riots is a form of protest. It may not be the best form of well, protest, what? but it is. Well, guess what? They fucking withdrew the uh, additional tax on the gas because of the riot. So guess what? Riot works. works. <laughs> I'm telling you, you have to destroy property. You have to, like, it needs to actually cost them something. Not 
getting interviewed on TV and playing guitar and shit. That shit's cool, I guess, for like nostalgia for the 60s or some bullshit, but that, <laughs> it doesn't work. And uh, yeah, so people who love the rich, even though they're not rich, which there seems to be plenty of them, are like, shut up and deal with it, because maybe one day the rich will let you suck their dick, or what? <laughs> it tastes almost like money. I guess. Close to the source. The balls. <laughs> the audacity of these. Man, we need to come up with a like, slang term for these people that love the rich. I or like the... Remember in Blade, the vampires had like oh, slaves that yeah. wanted to be vampires, but they just they like pushed them around. Well, you know, when that's Familiars, like Renfield and shit from Dracula. Yeah, that's what they are. <laughs> the Renfields. It's not the pumpkin head guy from Pagel? No, like he could do the spooky ball. <laughs> no, you know, oh. like Dracula. And yeah, the, and the women's and there's the Van Helsing. And the vampire babes. <laughs> the vampire babes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, I'm Kyle. This is Space Force. Sean's here. Yeah, from Space Force. Uh, recap for the week. Um, teaser trailer for Game of Thrones came out. Stupid as hell. Um, I didn't see it. Teaser trailer for Avengers Endgame came out. Bland as fuck. <laughs> I like it. Fuck you. I think the movie will be good, but I thought it was bland because... I thought it was intentionally. It's just supposed to get your... <clears throat> I mean, they're not trying oh, to... Oh, my thing is... Um, None of the emotional beats in comic book movies ever resonate with me. No. So I'm like, I don't care if Tony Stark's gonna die. His contract's <laughs> through anyways. I know he's gonna die. <laughs> it's like, I love you, Pepper Potts. I'll be thinking of you when I die. And it's like, oh, we saw her for like 30 seconds in The Last Avengers. She's totally a character I care about, and their relationship's really important to me. I haven't seen a solo Iron Man movie since the second one, so... you uh, Well, first of all, I know you've seen Iron Man 3 because we watched it together with Ryan in the movie theater. Oh, that's the one with Guy Pierce. Yeah, and Shane Black uh, wrote it, right? It's just Shane Black one. Didn't direct it, though. I think he directed it, too. Oh, yeah, Favreau was like, no thanks. Yeah, it was a, it was the, it was a Christmas one, too. Well, yeah, because Shane Black always puts Christmas in his movies. Mm-hmm. Did he put it in The Predator? I bet he did. I, bet I don't remember if that's Christmas, Christmas. Part, but it probably did. But it took place during Christmas. Um, alright, well, I mean, it's, it's still, like, their relationship is not developed or real to me. Um, Tony Stark's just Iron Man, he flies around and fights Thanos. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so what? <laughs> you just don't buy it to the war. No. Fucking fly around and fight Thanos some more. <laughs> Infinity War is dope, because Thanos was cool. And then Thor showed at the end and kicked everyone's ass. Like, which is the best part of the movie. Also... Why didn't they have the immigrant song in that part? Oh, I know. I was waiting for it, too. They're like, no, hold on. Let's put some more of this bland uh, Avengers music here. It'll be great. Wah, wah. <laughs> thumbs down. Yeah, also, Endgame sounds like the fan fictioniest dumb title ever. That's yeah. why people on the internet guessed it six months ago, because it sounds like some bull- internet bullshit. I would have gone with Avengers forever. I would have gone in love with um, Avengers... Infinity War Part 2, the search for more dollar bills. <laughs> oh, why did they... You're ch- very cynical about it, considering you're going to see it. <laughs> yeah, Infinity War And it's going to be a good movie compared yeah, to, like, the fucking Aquaman movie that everybody's losing their nuts over right now. Do you think it might actually be good? The Aquaman movie? I just don't no, see Aquaman's it. No, Aquaman's going to be awful. Oh, God. Why do people think it's good? I think it's like Jason Momoa. I like Jason Momoa, but... My man! <laughs> that was my favorite part from the Justice League, so I guess I guess he's got my ticket. 
He just reminds me of, uh, I think he's like the new Rock. He's just like a uh, handsome buff guy with a lot of charisma. Does he have that much charisma? In real life he does. I like seeing him on like talk shows and stuff. I don't know, every time I see him he just kind of seems like a Uber. But maybe that's... Yeah, that's part of the charm I think. Um, what else happened this week? I feel like I can go to Hollywood and be a handsome buff guy. A lot of, yeah. a lot of goobery charm. It'd be like Jason Siegel if he was buff. <laughs> oh well, fuck it. We watched Ghoulies. I mean, I wish we didn't. Um, yeah, so this is definitely, this is the first victim of this podcast where nostalgia just doesn't hold up. I have a feeling there's going to be more movies this happens to, but Ghoulies was not great. <laughs> I mean, that's I really think, the one nicest ways to put it. Yeah, um, I think... We, um, we're, right before we get really into the movie, what the fuck is going on with the poster? There is a Ghoulie coming out of the toilet wearing uh-huh. a blue shirt and suspenders. Where the fuck did they get that? There's a ghoulie in the toilet at yeah, one point, but he's yeah. not wearing a shirt and suspenders. Um, I don't know. So they didn't have to have naked baby green monster on the poster. But it, also, what are they? What movie are they making? If it's a horror movie, why put the suspenders and the blue shirt on the fucking ghoulie? Oh, um, the green ghoulie guys look like infants already. If you notice. Yeah. And uh, the main villain guy sacrifices infants, so I think they're supposed to be like baby demons. They're dressing like a toddler. I don't know why. The whole schoolie come out of the toilet thing was actually done in post production. Like someone just had the idea to do it, and then <laughs> it became the poster and cool. the thing. Yeah. Wow. Um. While I was watching it, I was like, "Hmm. Maybe as a kid, I liked depressing movies." No, I didn't like Ghoulies, but instead like Ghoulies Two, or when they go to college. Yeah. Because I remember them talking and being funny and really crude. And also there being some titties, <laughs> but not on this one, man. Yeah, it's not a cleavage, but no there's a couple, of, <laughs> a couple points where I'm like, oh, it's the 80s. There's going to be some titties, as you say, uh, no. coming up pretty soon. Well, I was checking IMDb while I was waiting for it to download. I mean, paying for it legally on Amazon Prime. <laughs> I paid for it legally. Well, it was probably a cut, but it was on Stars, which I already subscribed to. Oh, yeah, I did that too. But anyway, so, <laughs> I saw it was PG-13, and I was like, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> no, it doesn't, right? Yeah. I was like, I could have sworn there was more going on. Well, uh, Ghoulies 2 also was in theaters and was PG-13. But when they get to the third one, when they go to college, straight to video. So I think at that point is probably when they got more fun. We won't go to watch when they go to college, though, because it's like 1992. Darn. You can watch Ghoulies too. It's '88. We're not watching it. We will eventually. We're gonna <laughs> run out of good movies. <laughs> I feel like we just did. <clears throat> well, I was um like I said um I wasn't expecting it to be good or to hold up exactly very well, but I thought it was gonna be like fun trash. Yeah, I mean I was expecting. I thought it was gonna be trash cinema. Yeah. Mystery science theater level bad. And what I just what we got is just something that's just not. They didn't know the fuck they were doing. Yeah, it's like not a good movie. I, uh, one of my first notes is from the opening credits, and it's when they're showing the who wrote the movie, and I mm. said, written by is used very loosely here. <laughs> well, speaking of, um, luckily, mm. this movie is only one hour and 21 minutes. It felt very long. 81 minutes. Um, um, I mean, it's, Lord of the, we watched Lord of the Rings the same day I watched Ghoulies, and Lord of the Rings is over twice as long as this, mm. and did not feel twice as long. <laughs> Well, uh, there's this old... The Fellowship, which I think either is one of the first ones. Yeah, the Fellowship of the Ring. Uh, there's this, this, this existing thought that uh, a movie is about 80 minutes, you know, like an hour and 20 minutes, that's going to be a bad movie. 
Yeah. yeah. Good movies are either like 110 or... 90, 110, yeah. and, you know, they're longer these days. Yeah, like 80 minutes is usually like... They didn't have enough ideas, they padded some shit out so they could get to 80 minutes. It's not going to be very good. So I saw that and I was like, hmm, maybe it didn't count in the 80s. <laughs> but, well, but some of the movies we've watched have been less than 90 minutes and they're still good. Like, uh, Last Dragon, I believe, was less than 90 minutes. Yeah, it was better than this, for sure. Uh, Return of the Living Dead is definitely less than 90 minutes. I think it's like, I think it clocks at like 115. The perfect so, time. So there's some exceptions to the rule, but I agree that anything <laughs> under 90 minutes is either a kid's movie or bad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, Last Dragon and Return of the Living Dead aren't going to win any awards, but Return of the Living Dead, self-aware, subversive trash, wonderful. Last Dragon is fucking nice little fairy tale, really. Yeah. So, it can be done, ghoulies. I, you tried to make this a horror fairy tale or some shit, but... Yeah, what the fuck is going on? Who are we supposed to root for in this movie? <clears throat> I liked, uh, Dick. <laughs> uh, they, my name is Dick. No, people call, call me, me Dick. No, people call me Dick, and you can call me Dick. <laughs> so I was rooting for him. He is a dick. I was rooting for him. He's the best. He's, yeah, he's always kind of like, ah, ah, me yeah. mugging, ah. I like Toad Boy. It's me. I need some sweet meats. <laughs> <laughs> Toad Boy needs that sweet meat. Is he talking about food or does he want some of that pussy? Because um, he seems like kind of a creepo. Yeah, I mean, he seems like an 80s style creep where he's like, oh, he's harmless. He'll get a girlfriend anyways. But he's not harmless. No. He's the kind of guy that you don't want to be alone with late at night in a room. I mean, I wouldn't mind because he seemed like a little guy. I so don't if know. he tried to get my sweet meat, I'd turn him into mince meat. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just don't want to fall asleep in the same room with him because he seems like a weirdo. Yeah. Why the fuck is he talking like that? Yeah, that, when they first introduced him, it's like, man, what is... Like, is this guy going to be the demonologist? <laughs> What's up with this dude? Uh, 1984, 4.1 stars on IMDb. Like, you could have gone, gone lower, I think. Uh, it's uh, written and directed by uh, Luco Bercovici. As I've said, loose. The word written is used loosely. If you check out his IMDb page... It's, I believe he's also a producer. Written, directed, oh. and produced. His writing credits are not much more than Ghoulies. Directing credits, not much more than Ghoulies. But, he's got a lot of acting credits. He's been in a lot of TV shows. Do I know him? No, he just looks like an old white guy. Okay. So, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, maybe. He's probably one of those guys, you know, that you just see in TV shows once in a while. His IMDb page says though that he's a third-generation filmmaker. Where did he learn the craft? Not from his parents, hopefully. Um, he didn't learn very much, so I'm guessing you know, third generation filmmaker, filmmaker used loosely, more like third generation Desperate. having wealth. Yeah. <laughs> so you can do what you want. When I first went to the IMDb page and saw his name before I watched the movie again, I was like, oh cool, it's gonna be, you know, an Italian director who made some like weird shit. Mm-mm. No, he's Italian-American, and he made some boring shit. <laughs> MGM was fortunate enough to release this one. Yeah, this bad boys. Yeah. Uh, we start off with the greasy puppets. You know, they all, the puppets, the ghoulies are always juicy. Yeah, I said, like, the key to creature creation in the 80s uh, for horror movies Make was... Make them wet. Yeah, it's just uh, tons of rubber cement and glycerin. Yeah, a couple of them, like, constantly have, like, a drool... And they don't Blonde. really necessarily look like anything. They're just kind of lumps of flesh. Yeah. Except for the one baby one. 
Yeah, the green baby one. Um, there's one that's got a longer nose. Yeah, but even he's kind of a lumpy flesh guy. Yeah, and his the, eyes are all. The just green baby one. Things. Outside of the green baby one, the other three, I, they could all be the same fucking ghoulie, and I wouldn't know. Yeah, I think um, they actually become more dynamic later in the series because just looking at. I don't. I don't want to talk about how great Ghoulies Three is anymore because I didn't watch Ghoulies Three. I watched Ghoulies. I'm actually about to go on a marathon and watch the rest of the movie because <laughs> I gotta be. There's gotta. Be, I just have like fond memories of like jokes and like stuff that like. It's gotta be Ghoulies Three and Four. Like offensive humor that like. I remember that too. I was I old enough for, but I was like, ha ha, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like there's. I swear there's a scene in one of them where there's that guy actually on the toilet, like, reading a Playboy and, like, laughing about it or whatever, and a ghoulie actually comes out of the toilet and, like, gets him. I Maybe. swear that's in one of them. It could be. The other thing, too, to remember is I get, I've always gotten Critters and Ghoulies confused, and so some of these, my recollections might be from a Critters movie. Oh, that's true. Oh, we'll probably have to watch Critters eventually. Yeah, I remember, uh, there's that one dude from Critters, the... The like, slow guy? Yeah, and then he eventually becomes one of the space bounty hunters. Yeah, like the third one with Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Hell yeah. A little Critter's lore for you guys. <laughs> Which is the movie apparently we should have watched. Yeah. Um, and then we see Ritual. The guy's got a really cool costume. I was like, oh, they're Halloween's. <laughs> it's either... Uh, he's got a really... He's got a cool voice, too. He's got the kind of voice that's of a, of a chain smoker who's been chain smoking since he was many. We like eight. Yes, yeah, so I've come here to tell you everything, children. Or Cobra Commander. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, Cobra Commander. Um, yeah, no, his costume was cool. I was like, all right, well, I can do something like that for Halloween. <laughs> but then this morning, I watched this uh, live performance by a, a band called Heilung, which is the German word for healing. But they do like traditional Pharos proto Germanic. Um, pre-migration, like, throat singing and, like, Baldrasgar, which is, like, a like a growling rap style that the, you know, Northern Europeans used to do. Mm-hmm. And these people are wearing fucking scary-ass, like, scary Northern European monster witch costumes. Like, <laughs> Maybe that. Like, that shit looks so pagan. I was into it. They're, like, playing Bones for percussion and shit. I'm going to show it up. I don't give two shits what your plans are. I'm thinking ahead because I'm always bad about Halloween. Like, it'll get to be a few days before it and I'll be like, I, I, literally, that. I literally looked up, like, uh, if there's a show enough costume or mm-hmm. anything. No one really makes one. Uh, there's some people that make, like, the belt, like, the leather belt piece and, like, the shoulder pads. But I want the, the tracksuit gi, which yeah, I sure yeah. will have to make myself. But you, you can buy that tiger patch. Oh, really? Yeah. You can just customize an Adidas tracksuit, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then you also just have an Adidas tracksuit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, take the child. Oh, uh, yeah, he wants to take the baby. And he gets the baby. And she's like, no, my baby. And she's like, take this talisman. And it's too, protect- too much protection for him. Yeah. What happens to that talisman? He's got it on the rest of the movie. Does he? Yeah. Then how does he well, maybe he takes it off at one point, but he does is wearing like a silver chain talisman for like the first half of the movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't um, seem like his father should be able to influence. You know, I, I, I I'm guessing they didn't put a lot of thought into it. <laughs> maybe they just made a mistake. These guys seem like genuine writers. I have a lot. Of, there's a lot of points I have here on the story, but I guess we, I don't necessarily need to get to all of them. So he goes to sacrifice the baby, but he gets shocked by the talisman. And my assumption is, oh, it's Raiden's talisman. <laughs> this baby's protected by Raiden. <laughs> He tells, like, some random follower to just take the baby. Random follower? That's Jack Nance. Yeah, I don't give two. I'm talking about in the, in the fucking movie. It's oh. a random fucking dude. 
I mean, I'm sorry. He has a name. Wolfgang. Wolfgang. Yeah, he's uh, not Wolf, a random dude. He's Lockjaw. Wolfjaw. He's the hobo wizard that is the groundskeeper. Yeah, it makes no fucking sense. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get into his fucking groundskeeper shit in a minute. But all first right. of all, he's, as he's carrying the baby out, he's like, oh, don't, don't worry, baby. It'll all be safe. I was just in it for the sex stuff. Yeah, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. yeah, I think he was there for the sex like, stuff. Like, the sex, he's like, I just thought this was some sort of word sex cult. As he's stepping outside with the baby, they show the exterior of the mansion or whatever. It looks like the building from Salu. 120 days of Sodom. Yeah. I was like, all right, I like where this is going. There's going to be some. It just looks like a fucking corporophilia. Bel Air. That's mansion. what it is, right? With like shit stuff. Corporophilia <laughs> is what it is. Yeah, that's in Salu. If you guys haven't seen Salu, check it out. You're not going to like it. <laughs> I like that. I like Pierre Paolo Pasolini. You, you know what it is. I like those Italian guys. They're crazy. Um, And then, uh, so she's getting. His mom is she getting gets um, bursted. Yeah, she's growing about to, looks like she's about to go third titty, <laughs> but then it opens up into a wound. Yeah, no, that's like a they're just copying some James Cameron. Yeah, and some chest burst into yeah. like that was a pretty cool effect. We could probably recreate it. Here we go. Do it slow, and yeah, not as good. The other thing I noticed, and he does it a lot more later on in his resurrection, but uh, Malcolm, the head priest here, he does a lot of uh, walking around like Dracula. Yeah, a lot of vamping. Yeah, uh, which I guess bogey, he might even say. <laughs> Which, if you think about it, in those robes, like, how do you walk around and still look cool? There's only a couple ways to do it. You gotta keep your hands tucked inside the, mm -hmm. the wizard sleeves, or you gotta do the Dracula walk. I guess. I don't think you looked cool. Uh, if it was me in that situation, I'd be doing a lot of, like, finger guns and stuff. <laughs> me too. Like, I'd be doing a lot of, like, swat, like you know, uh, swishing oh, movements, I do and, like, sashaying I'd do, like, uh, Conor McGregor's walking. Yeah, I'd love to look so cool in that robe. Yeah, it would. Slam! Cut to the titles, and it's, uh... A fun 80s, like, horror... Stranger Things! Music. No, it sounds like, um... No, the, the title is Stranger Things. I mean, like, the... Oh, the font and stuff? Yeah. The the soundtrack, though, the main theme reminds me of playing, like, Hearthstone. Oh, I can see that. Well, it's, like, got a circus organ quality to it. Yeah. It reminds me of, like, um... It's, like, again, it doesn't like match the movie. Or, yeah. Like, it feels like they're trying to... The, the, the soundtrack is conveying the movie as more of a fun horror demon romp kind of thing, like a Tales from the Crypt kind of like. <laughs> See, this is, I really thought it was going to be like a sex comedy with horror elements. Yeah. Because that's what I remember, and I'm pretty sure it's when they go to college. <laughs> and, uh, that's why I'm going to watch them again because like, I know there's one. One of them is like a sex comedy with like monster puppets. <laughs> it's got to be when they go to college. Uh, probably. And also, they talk and crack jokes, which isn't going to make it a better movie, but I remember They're that. They're making a more fun movie. Yeah. We also get unnecessary voiceover from Jack Nance. Oh, yeah, I don't know. If, uh, like, everything you just saw, let me... Explain it. Yeah, detail. explain it to you a little bit more. He does it a couple times here. Um, I... Narrators should be used very... Like, infrequently in, in cinema. Uh, my uh, thing is, mm -hmm. I... Do not like narration. Alec um, Baldwin in the Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, okay. Wes Anderson's different. He exists in a different plane of cinema to me. Because um, it's got, a, there's a literary nature to it. I guess that's fair. And to continue in that vein, one of my favorite movies of all time, Assassination of Jesse James yeah, by the Crown Robert Ford, has the best narration of all time in it. Same reason why, though, is very literary. The whole entire movie is, you know? Yeah. Because it's based off a book. Yeah, it's lines taken directly from right. a book. Right. I mean, they're... 
I, again, my point is that it should be used very, very rarely and only in specific instances, and this is not one of those instances. No, it was totally unnecessary. Fucking old man, Wolfgang, Lockjaw Wizard, he does some more narration at least two or three more times in the movie, and it, it, make, it just annoys the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's now being influenced. He's fallen under the influence of his father. And I could not help him. And I couldn't help him. But look at me waking up in my office. And then he does help him at the end. So. Yeah, but I was really busy. Uh, I was caretaking. Even though he seemed to do all the work in the house. And then we see he's a college boy because he's got one of those college cardigans on. One of my first questions aloud was, like, how the fuck old are these people supposed to be? Oh, so this is something the entire movie, I was like, they establish he's a college boy, right? He's got his college cardigan he's on. He's 25, they, they say that. Yeah, the and they also conference. later say, he's like, I'm not going to finish school this semester. I'm going to stay and, you know, work on the house forever. Uh, but they're straight up, like, drinking wine out of wine glasses, having, like, healthy meals and shit. Day after the party, they're eating a salad, fully prepared meal, wine and wine glasses. It's like, fuck no. Like, 25 years old? No, you're drinking wine out of, like, Red Soul cup, cup, and you're eating pizza right out of the box. <laughs> if you have a real cup... The day after a party? It's like those dollar cups that, that have, like, uh, cartoon characters on the side of it, like a Power Ranger cup. I, I, the 80s really seemed like a time of plenty. Because <laughs> they were living, like, full-fledged adults. I still don't even live that way. I kind of do. <sighs> Must be nice. <laughs> yeah, but we're in our 30s now, too. That's true. Well, I mean, 30 is the new 20. 30 is like the new 15. Oh, then I'm way ahead of the game. Ahead of the curve. Fuck this shit. I'm moving back into mom and dad. Yeah, and then also they have a... Well, we'll get to it later. I'll, we'll talk about more about how it's incongruous, like what their ages are supposed to be. Well, I don't even look like they're the correct ages, but alright. I guess you... Maybe they're 25... Uh, when it's like 25 to 30. Like, like Mike, I can't tell the difference. Mike, the one, um, like the one party dude, like he's definitely all the time. not 25. He looks like he's 40, yeah. Yeah, maybe he's partying too hard. He's done a lot yeah, of- he's starting to get jowls and stuff. <laughs> I remember one time we went to um, one of Court and Stephanie's uh, friends' weddings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, this like weird, creepy guy was dancing with Stephanie. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, I'm pretty sure you heard the story. Uh-huh. Uh, and he, and he's like, oh, yeah, I remember what it was like drinking back in the fifth grade. And stuff. he's like, what? You should drink in the fifth grade? He's like, oh, yeah, I ran with a rough crowd. And that's how I measure Mike. He just ran with a rough crowd in the fifth grade. I guess. I mean, that's legit. Some people do do that. The guy she was talking to, no. Because usually if you start drinking in fifth grade. You don't look like that. <laughs> yeah, and you're also like, actually did run with a rough crowd. You've like done prison time probably. Uh, you're definitely on the harder drugs. You're in a motorcycle club you, you now. Don't, you don't show up with Mike's Star Lemonades in the letter? No. You're like actually like serious shit. I mean, I don't know, maybe he found the Church of Latter-day Saints when he was 15 years old. <laughs> and they, he met a cool youth pastor who was like, I, I'm 21, but do you know any 15-year-old girls that'll send me uh, their titties? <laughs> oh, Pastor Dave. Not again. Yeah, that's, uh, anytime you meet a cool youth pastor, he's extreme and cool, he's a pedophile. Yeah, I mean, don't pray with such a broad brush, there's gotta be at least a couple of good ones out there. I Maybe, um, I don't trust religion, especially not Catholicism or Mormonism, since they have so many sex scandals that you cover up all the time. You know, Kyle, what's your last name? McDonald's. And you don't trust Catholicism? No. <laughs> Our, uh... Yeah. Side story, our father was raised very Catholic, Irish Catholic, went to Catholic school, got beat by the nuns, he was an altar boy, all that sort of shit. 
Nah, he doesn't believe in God and doesn't like the church, so we were la- raised without any of that Irish Catholic bullshit. Got no guilt about anything. The worst kind of Irish. Mm-hmm. Well, that's there are some good elements of Irish Catholicism where you know. Uh, I mean, the best parts of uh, of religion are always like the communal, the s- cultural, social parts. acts. Yeah, the yeah. pagan shit that got left over. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, even the social aspects aren't necessarily. I mean, the, even if you go back to the pagan aspects, the best part of that were still like the communal and social aspects of. Yeah, it, right? drinking and music and stuff. Right. Yeah. So. But it was at this point, though, I realized our main character looks like Nathan Fillion. Oh, I realized it really early. <laughs> <laughs> I had to stop the movie and check the cast. Like, is this a guy dude related to Nathan Fillion? Uh, yeah, or is it, like, what? He would have been younger than this in 88, I think. Yeah, he would have been a little boy. <laughs> no, probably not a little boy, but like 10? 14, 15, <laughs> I bet. I should have read through he's his not quite as good of, trivia uh, to see if he actually is related to him. <laughs> not, uh, he's an okay actor, but I think Nathan Fillion's better. Um, he goes down to the basement, and he's like, well, what's under this? What's under all this dirt? Ooh, and he bare talismans. Ha- bare hand wipes it away. It was so dirty. That scene stressed me out so much. <laughs> like, get a towel or something. His hand's got to be straight black after that. <laughs> he just wash it off. That was dirt. Um, yeah, and he finds a pentagram, I guess. There's it's pentagrams fine. all over the place, but it's like, okay, what does that even mean? But this is a side of 80s uh, satanic fetish, so... <laughs> Pentagrams, I don't know, that shit's spooky. Uh, then he goes upstairs, they're drinking wine again. And he's reading out of his magic yeah, book. Did they, did they show him finding that book, or does he just suddenly have it? No, he finds it down in the basement okay. after he sees the symbol. But, yeah, once again, they look like they're in their 50s or 40s, you know. Just enjoying my spell book with a glass of wine, and my wife's here, she's doing some knitting. You know, she's with her married. Um, yeah, but you know what I mean? Yeah, that's yeah, the feel of it. Like, yeah. It's written for a much older couple than mm-hmm. these people. I believe they changed some of the script while filming to make it appeal more to a younger audience. So maybe it was supposed to be somewhat different. Or maybe it's pre- before well, filming. I don't know. The first scene they, with him, they show him wearing his Letterman jacket or his... It's college. College. Garden. It's college boy thing. Yeah, it's college boy jacket. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I do know originally he was going to be... Uh, parts of it were going to be in 3D. <laughs> but they were like, mm, this is way too hard to film. So they didn't do that. Um, but she, she was like, oh, we should have a party. And he's like, all right. He's like, here? And she's like, oh, well, they can't destroy anything here. And then as soon as she said that, I was like, house destruction party. <laughs> and then it cuts to the wild man. Mike and Eddie. Yeah, um, they're, which those two guys, are they're, they're in love. Yeah, well, I, mean, I don't know about Mike, but Eddie definitely is in love with Mike. He gives him some weird looks. We'll get to it in a second, but mm-hmm. those dudes kiss. <laughs> and they hold hands and stuff. Or they're trying to anyways, but they're both kind of like circling around each other trying to get a feel for it. Because, you know, it's hard to be gay, especially back then. Because, oh yeah, I got this really close friend and I'm attracted to him and like, I don't know, I think he's into me, but like, if I say anything, it's going to be the end of the world. And well, Because people have that problem like with straight relationships and crushes and shit. Just yeah. imagine how difficult it would be. 1984 as a gay man. <laughs> I, I, I give this movie a lot of credit. I think it's in there. Maybe I just want it to be to make the movie I mean, I kind of see it too. But that's the only interesting part of the entire movie for this. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's just those two guys came up with it themselves. Like, Let's just have some fun with us. There's, a, they kind of, I feel like they lampshade it shortly, like not too long from now. But uh, they're on like a four wheel wheeler turning up the front yard. And it reminded me of, um, I watched this uh, Vice documentary like a long time ago um, about Chicago rap. Uh-huh. 
and they're catching up with Chief Keef. Mm-hmm. And at this point, um, he'd already had like some success, so he'd moved into one of the really wealthy neighborhoods in Chicago, and he's straight up just in his backyard riding his four wheeler all over the place, like completely unfinished backyard, making so much noise. People all at his house playing music and shit. <laughs> and I was like, man, this neighborhood is probably just like, oh lord, what happened? <laughs> Wasn't that, um, isn't like how Meek Mill got, uh, sent or caught for, like, probation violation? He was just doing, like, uh, wheelies? Yeah. He was just (laughs) messing around on, um, a dirt bike or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I kind of picture it. Like, him in, like, a, like, an upper-class neighborhood doing wheelies and people like, yeah, you can't do that here. I mean, probably, because those people are snitches. People mind your business, because, yeah. Especially when you're in your backyard. If you're out on the street and it's dangerous, okay, go ahead. But, like, if you're in the fucking backyard, yeah. you can deal with it. Yeah. Like, and it's not like this pretty, this pretty instant Chief Keef. It was, like, 2 in the afternoon. They're having, like, a cookout and shit. You know what I mean? Like, Something it wasn't like anything crazy. It was just funny, though, because I was like, ha Chief Keef, you did it. <laughs> Yeah, then they go inside, and uh, Latigra is providing the soundtrack. It straight up sounds like a Latigra song, <laughs> but they, Latigra didn't exist till the late 90s, so it couldn't be. Oh, could it? But could it? <laughs> Kathleen Hanna was we get our first on, uh, Kathleen Hanna was around 84. We get our introduction to, uh, to Call Me Dick and Toad Boy. Oh, my God. Dick is so cool. He's, he's not just, cool. I hate Dick. Well, I know he sucks, but, like, the dude playing him, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he's <laughs> just like... He's just like, whatever, man, I'm going to have a great time. <laughs> yeah, it's Toad Boy. Toad Boy needs some sweet meats. It's, holy shit, bro. <laughs> yeah, this is your people. everyday life? You do this all the time? Like, everybody <laughs> seems to know he's Toad Boy. Yeah, and then the main character walks up to him and is like, doing all right, man? And he's like, I'm miserable. <laughs> so, yeah, I feel it. I need that sweet meat. I need that sweet meat. Speaking of sweet meat, cut to the kitchen. Who's that? It's Mariska Hargaday. And she's like, I'm here to solve a special victim. <laughs> she's, a, she's a special victim in this. Because she's the one that's like totally circling around. She does become a special victim. Um, it was cool to see her. I saw her and I'm like, oh shit, is that the girl from Law and Order? SVU, baby. I used to be so into SVU. Really? I never liked any of those Oh, shows. really? I cannot expect you to like a, a Um, No, it's definitely like outside of my wheelhouse, like some police procedural on the USA Network. Yeah. But one of my girlfriends was really into it. I would just watch it with her all the time, and it was like always on USA before I went to work and shit like that, and like, I was just watching SVU a lot. <laughs> um, Fucking Stabler, man. Stabler Max. The only, uh, uh, like, police procedural kind of like show I ever watched, speaking of Nathan Fillion, was, uh, was Castle with Nathan Fillion. And I didn't even necessarily like the procedural part, I just thought the interaction with the cast was fun. Yeah, I don't know. SVU was not a good TV show, really, but I was into it for a little bit. Chill with my girlfriend, have some wine, not wine glasses, I'll tell you that. Watch SVU. You know, wine glasses are not that expensive. I know, but Core like... Core and I have some from Ikea, I think it costs $5. Yeah, but I know, like, the only reason I ever started drinking wine is because I had girlfriends that were like, you know what, I'm 23, it's time to start drinking wine now. <laughs> but they didn't, like, put in that much effort because most of the time they're still going to school, going to work. Yeah. Didn't have time, you're not going to go stop at Ikea to get wine glasses. I already got cups. You know what I mean? Yeah. That sort of thing. Um, then we officially meet Dick, or... He introduces himself to Mariska. And I was like, stay away, dick. She's pure. That's what Toe Boy said. People call me dick. You can call me dick. I mean, that's when we find out that she's been, um, she went on a little date with Toe Boy, too. Oh, uh, yeah, she mentions it. And I was like, 
I don't see it. She's taller than him. Yeah, these things happen, though. And then uh, Dick also starts creeping on Robin. I think that was her name. Yeah, the kind of punk, but misunderstanding what punk was. Yeah, she's... Like, she'd give her a leather coat. She's spikes. the one that disappears at one point, and is like she's enraptured by, by the grave, but then nothing ever comes of that. Mm-hmm. She's just thinking about death. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about death. death. Fairly to die. Um. Then the the wild man. What's his name? Um. Mike. Mike. He's breakdancing, I guess. Oh, for I think mean, for a white guy who clearly has never breakdanced in his life, he's he pretty good. Do yeah, he's yeah. got, he's, I mean, he's got the like, he's going for it. You know, yeah, he the doesn't do it. Like, <laughs> I like all the people in the background though. My note just says, "Fucking white people," because <laughs> they're all just like not clapping on beat and like, <laughs> yeah, woo. Well, I mean, you've, uh, I've heard uh, musicians complain about it for years, like the crowd not being able to keep a beat. <laughs> yeah. I've been to concerts too where I'm like, these people are like a half second behind the beat. It's like, I feel like, I don't get it. Because seemingly, naturally, humans should be able to keep a beat. You know, it's a really simple thing. Mm-hmm. And like, when you're at a concert, you feel it. You know what I mean? Right. But I feel like, it must have well, some like just self-consciousness. No. Or, oh, yeah. maybe. When someone gets off the beat and then everybody's like, I guess this is the beat now. <laughs> Um, uh, he drops his drugs while he's breakdancing, too. So mm-hmm. many drugs fall out of him, mm-hmm. and that's how you know he's a wild man. <laughs> well, I think we already mentioned before. Yeah. <laughs> the house destruction party! <sighs> the main character turns into me at a party. <laughs> he just says, let's do a ritual. <laughs> <laughs> First, like, let's go, let's hide and seek. Let's play... Strip poker. <laughs> Dick says that, of course, yeah. And also, while he's playing with the condo. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I got condo. What a creep. Like, this is, everybody in this movie is a fucking creep. Yeah. They go downstairs to the basement. They're doing a ritual. That uh, circle is not so much a circle as it is like an oblong. It's just like, get in here. You gotta stay in this area. Shit, everybody shut the fuck up. God damn it, I'm doing a ritual. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> um, Mike. He says some spooky uh, words, but at one point it sounds like... Klaatu, Verana. No, it sounds like he's summoning Sagat from Sweet <laughs> Tiger, Tiger. <laughs> tiger, Tiger. Tiger uppercut. Tiger knee. Sagat's dope. Oh, Sagat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Robin disappears. She's a ghoulie now. The ritual uh, doesn't work, or does it? We don't know. Yeah, Jack Nance wakes up from his nap. He's uh, got <laughs> a very clearly fake beard on this scene. It looks better in other scenes in the movie, but this must have been like a pickup shot. Old lockjaw. Like, hey, we just need a scene of old wormwood here waking up. Yeah. Uh, ritual doesn't seem to work, and I fucking hate this in movies. You don't want to summon the devil? Like, when, like, oh, all this builds is ritual, and blah, 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 oh. nothing happens, everyone's like, oh, let's get out of here, whatever. I would think it'd be so much better if fucking ghoulies just sprung out of the ground, and they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's when the movie goes crazy. Yeah. But, uh, cut back to the ritual sphere, after they're all upstairs, like, getting ready to go to bed, looking for Robin, actually. And, uh, a spookum. <laughs> a spookum arrives. A boogin. A ghoulie. Yeah, one of them actually shows up. Nuh-uh. Yeah? Nuh-uh. Yeah, it's a spookum. It's Nuh-uh. Spookum. <laughs> yeah, it's not a little... It's that weird mushy yeah, face. He just stands there in the triangle. He's like, that's yeah. all <laughs> And then some weird shit happens, like that clown... Yeah, he comes out from the closet. So, Alright, here it is. It's, that's uh, Eddie and Mike. Coming out of the closet? No. At one point, they're like... Let's go. Well, she's not in here, and they're like... Let's check the closet. And I'm like, oh, oh. 
And yeah, they get surprised by the clown. Are you think they're gonna go out there and do butt stuff? I think they're gonna go in there and kiss and stuff. You don't just jump right into butt stuff. Well, I assume they've already done that if you're if they're this far in their relationship. Though, well, I don't think, check the I don't think they're um. You don't think so? No, I think they're like they're I said, just exploring the they're, possibilities. Yeah, they're circling around each other, like you know, testing the waters. <laughs> it's like sharks and they're bumping into each other. Yeah, that's what human beings do. Um, yeah, my note here, we, uh, Robin, this is where she's looking at the grave, and I'm like, she's horny for death. <laughs> just like trash, I knew it. Anything with death? Uh, Dick and, main, what's the main character's name? Nathan. Nathan Fillion. <laughs> yeah. They find Robin, and, uh, Dick's got another cool line right here, he's like, Jonathan, it's Jonathan. Oh, one, one of the little dwarf demons says it at one point. Oh, Master Jonathan. Yeah, Master yeah. Uh, But he's like, come on, little girl. I'll protect you. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hey, little girl, is your daddy home? Was he gone and left you all alone? <laughs> Got a mad desire. Oh, 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 I'm on fire. <laughs> that song is so creepy. <laughs> but uh, uh, then it's, oh, here's the next morning where they're having fucking a healthy salad and wine and wine glasses again. I guess not the next morning. Cause I'm, well, no, the hair of the dog. Start drinking wine again right away. Yeah. Get this party started. Jonathan's like, uh, I'm gonna quit school and become yeah, a bum. He, uh, exact line, he says, kill people, burn shit, fuck school. <laughs> it's like, hell yeah, man. And that's where Tyler Creator got the inspiration for his song, Kill People, Burn Shit, Fuck School. <laughs> Or radical, I think, is actually the song. Um, then he's cleaning the house to spooky, in, intense spooky music for some reason. Nothing's really going on but cleaning the house. Mm-hmm. But it's intense and spooky. Oh, and this is another dumb voiceover, too. Yep, narrator saying he's cleaning the window, and all of a sudden, like, he gets a look on his face. Yeah. And that's when we know, because uh, Wolf Chuck tells us that um, the father is influencing me on the grave. His name is Wolfgang. Yeah, so I said Wolfchuck. Oh. Uh. <laughs> uh, well, here's my point. We see Wolfgang at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. We get one little introduction to him as the caretaker, and he just stares at Becky and scares her. That part really bothered me, writing-wise. Like, Becky and Jonathan are supposed to be in this relationship, and clearly they've gone really far because they're going to move into this fucking house together, mm-hmm. right? And Becky's like, oh, this is your father figure who I've never met before? Also, he's supposed to be the fucking caretaker. Why is Jonathan quitting school to clean up the fucking house? They have a caretaker. He's old, though. What's he do? We don't see him do shit this entire movie. I mean, he's probably like a peeping Tom. Yeah, so stupid. He's not. He's a pointless character. He's just a deus ex machina. Yeah, he's just for the end. Oh, the father's influence, and I couldn't stop him. When he's cleaning he's that window. He's using his son's natural curiosity, <laughs> windows and magics. When he's cleaning that window, though, and he gets that look on his face, it's like, he's like, mm, I, I suspect that fart wasn't just a fart. <laughs> yeah, that's what I... Yeah. Mm. I gotta go to the bathroom. <laughs> shepherd's pie, my friends. <laughs> What's Rebecca? His girl? Yeah. She's back. And he's like, yeah, I made you this medallion. I'll protect you. And she's like... Oh, it's so pretty. It's like a lump of gold shit. It'll protect me from Mr. Bolton, my physics professor. Who so, apparently is a molester. I think he's a creep, yeah. And uh, Nathan's outside. Jonathan. This, Joe Nathan. The um, Really, the entire middle section of the movie is just a series of um, scenes where Jonathan's doing like weird rituals to summon demons. Yeah. And then Becky comes home and can, talks to him about something. Mm-hmm. And then confronts him about the demon shit. It's like, there, it's like an escalation of... There's one scene, 
He's cleaning the house and does the first demon shit and gives her the gold. Mm-hmm. Then he does another summoning demon shit and she he comes home. Right, and she's like, oh, you're fasting, you son of a bitch, you're going to eat that yeah. goddamn dinner I gave you. she's so upset that he's fasting. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's another scene and he summons another demon and he's like soaking wet. And then she comes home and he's like, oh, you said you're going to clean the house and here I find you summoning demons. <laughs> yeah, but... So- the, the, who, the fucking Luko, whatever the fuck his name is, just had a Luka. hard on for, like, demonology shit, is what it seems like. Yeah, I mean, he wanted to be, like, Jodorowsky doing, like, Santa Sangri or something, but he, he just wanted to, be a, he wanted to be, like, a wizard or a sorcerer, and he grew up and found out that that's not real, so he tried to make a movie about it. No, I think he's trying to, like, ape Jodorowsky, but he he's doing a shitty job doesn't know how to make a movie. <laughs> this ain't the Holy Mountain, man, this fucking ghoulies. <laughs> Um, yeah, but right after she's so upset about fasting, finally the fucking ghoulies show up. <laughs> and he's like, hey boys, good to see you. Stay invisible, but you know, fucking it's cool if you want to kick it. Like, you got all this area to roam around. It's probably like some cats you can eat. Just, you know, I'm your master. Yeah, they probably get that rat, that book rat that we saw earlier in the movie. Mm-hmm. That's probably what they're eating. Um, then this is where he does the rainy r- ritual, and, like, the ghoulies are into it. They're like, yeah, mm, some of them gods, Here's some of them out. gods, make that rain. And, yeah, Rebecca catches him again, and he's just like, oh, bitch, don't kill my vibe. I just got distracted, just trying to find out who my parents were. Yeah, and she's, she's religious, religiously intolerant. <laughs> Not like me, <laughs> as noted previously in this episode. I love religion. She's also uh, up in the kitchen scratching the shit out of a frying pan making scrambled eggs. Yeah, uh, in the sink too. Why is she in the it sink? It annoys me. Like, why are you making scrambled eggs with a fork in the frying pan? Yeah, we scramble you, them you first. Know, you, Jonathan should dump your ass. You put milk in your scrambled eggs? It's just a skosh. Yeah. I don't really do it. Mom and dad and everyone's always like, well, you gotta put some milk in there. I'm like, it makes it fluffy. I don't really care about eggs being fluffy though, to be honest. You need some fluffy eggs. Okay. Yeah, but he convinced her. He's like, yeah, I just want to know about my parents. They were, uh, they're spookums. And I need to become a spookum too. <laughs> and then it's bedtime. And she's like, oh, okay, I guess we'll go, we'll go to bed and I'll have sex with you. Yep. Um, so this We've is... We've really resolved nothing, but I feel comfortable in our relationship now. Time to bring up once again how old these people are. Because what the fuck is going on with this sex scene? Yeah, like, like this is not how twenty-five-year-olds have sex. No, like I'll light a candle. She's gonna put on her best nightgown, and we're gonna have missionary sex with <laughs> covers on. Like, are you twenty-five? Or are you like forty years old in the nineteen fifties? <laughs> <laughs> then we'll go sleep in our separate twin beds. Yeah, uh, the ghoulies are kind of into it though. One of them like peeks over, and he's like, "Get it, Jonathan." Surprise! There's another pentagram under the bed. It's some sort of sexual ritual. They're doing like some. It's the Moonchild ritual because you need a redhead for it. Oh, which, <laughs> which we. This is the shit that uh, that you know Wolf uh, Wolfgang had joined the cult for the sex shit. Hell uh, yeah! This is this is the sort of shit that L. Ron Hubbard was into Satanism for. Him and uh, that rocket scientist um, that was also a Satanist. Uh, I don't know. They were bros for a little bit. A little bit. They tried to do the Moonchild ritual. That's right, leave Scientology, he was in the Satanism for a little bit, because, yeah, he just wanted to sleep with hot goth chicks. Well, I mean, Aaron Hubbard's a fucking crazy person, everybody knows that mm-hmm. now, right? They uh, even wrote a letter to Aleister Crowley, who was, like, old as shit at the time, but he was like, you guys are fucking idiots, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> what was that fucking rocket scientist's name? He was, worked on the Manhattan Project and shit. Oppenheimer. <laughs> no, he's American. 
Uh, that doesn't matter. Uh, ritual fails, I guess, because it was no nut November. No, it fails because she's like, why the fuck are you saying shit in my ear? What are you chanting while you're trying oh, yeah, to do but it? Yeah, but like, if he he still if he still would have gotten it off in time, ritual would have worked. <laughs> you say we got it in there? Yeah, he's like, oh come on, three seconds. Ah, oh, shot clock. <laughs> hey baby, why don't you put on your best nightgown? Hit me up on Twitter. So then Rebecca leaves, and then he summons. Man, I'm, you know, uh, you know how little B, you know the bass guy, little B. Uh-huh. He used to like, he's got a foot fetish. But it's like, is it a joke or not? Because it's a little B, who knows? But he's like, yeah, just send me pictures of your feet, girls. If I'm ever famous, I'm like, send me pictures of you in your best nightgown. That's going to be my thing. <laughs> I'm going to ask for pictures of earlobes. But, but dude earlobes. Dude lobes, that's what I call them. Dude lobes. The best are the ones where you got them super gauged, but you have the open gauge, the ones with the, the hole in the gauge, so you can see through the loops. Nice. <laughs> Uh, he's so upset about the ritual failing that he summons the murderous Moppets. <laughs> you mean Grizzle and Greedy Guts? Is it Greedy Guts? <laughs> it's Greedy Guts! <laughs> I was gonna stay to the credits to see what it actually was, because I was like, she say fucking Green Guts? <laughs> it's me, Grizzle, and, and I, Green Guts. Greedy Guts, here to serve you, Master Jonathan. What's the... What's the goblin that helps Harry Potter in the last book? Wait, goblin, uh, Grip Hook. Oh, that's right. I almost said the house elf, Dobby. Dobby, remember when Dobby dies in the seventh book? Spoilers. The book's like a million years old now. <laughs> I don't know. This one's the best. It was sad. I like Dobby. Me too, he's a cool guy. Um, and they're like, um, yeah, dude, we'll totally help you, but they try to trick him. Well, they, tr- they do trick him, but, uh... The thing I noticed in this scene is the, uh, the fucking green eyes, the magic green eyes, like, he, you, it gives you some fucking cock eyes. He's staring in two fucking different directions the entire time. That's because it's just, like, a color overlay of, like, a different, um, <clears throat> film. Yeah, I'm, I know the problem. I'm just saying it's shitty. There's, uh, this one really shitty movie. Uh, maybe we'll watch it eventually, once I remember what the title is. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. But it's, like, uh, Space Alien Babes from Earth, um... And they have lightsabers, but they just do, like, a film overlay color correction for lightsabers. Oh, cool. And a lot of the scenes, you can see um, the other, like, color overlay, like, on the edge of the frame. Mm -hmm. Because, like, they didn't line it up correctly. So if they have a purple lightsaber, there'll be, like, a purple fuzzy line on one side because you get to see the other frame. (laughs) Yeah, it's nice. Making movies in the 80s. This might be early 90s when people started to have... uh, video and stuff that's when the real shitty stuff started coming up because <laughs> you can make a movie for like ten thousand dollars <clears throat> well hey these days you can make a movie for like a hundred bucks that's true um tangerine shot all on iphone it's a really good movie unsane also shot on the iphone not quite as good <laughs> but um still interesting uh, but to hide his green eyes, he's got cool guy shades now. And the entire uh, the entire party crew's got cool guy shades. Yeah. Well, first Rebecca um, comes back. Well, he asks for power and wisdom, and green gun grew. It's like, yo, you want you, baby come home? Baby come home. <laughs> he's gonna have a blue Christmas without her. <laughs> uh, so he's like, yeah. There's gonna be some ritual we gotta do, and we're gonna get you that babe back. Yep. Uh, but she comes back, and she's like, man. this is... Doing crazy shit again. I can't handle it. I shouldn't have come back at all. And it's like, she doesn't want a powerful guy. <laughs> this guy is pretty powerful. You don't want a powerful guy. 
He's just doing crazy demon shit, but he's powerful. Isn't that what women want? This is a powerful guy. I believe uh, if you listen to the uh, incel community and the alpha beta uh, dynamic, then yeah. yes. Well, they, to, see, Jonathan's clearly an alpha. He's like a demon knowledgeist. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, an yeah. alpha wizard. He's a demon, alpha demon guy. Um, I don't know if you listen to the incel community, there's a specific ratio that you need for the size of your forearms and the slope of your brow ridge and... I don't know, they make up all this, like, pseudoscience shit about why <laughs> girls don't like them. It's, like, fucking probably because you don't shit. brush your teeth and you, like, fucking yell at everyone about stupid shit on the internet. And you do it in real life, too. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I, uh, I have two, uh, two songs from my, my playlist that I think will help to insult me. I'll post those on Twitter. Uh... Alright, nice. <laughs> this one goes out to all the incels. Um, I'll go, since your god emperor is crumbling before your eyes. I don't know if in well, obviously Trump supporters and incel community overlap, but I don't know if all incels support Trump. There's no way they support Hillary, though, because women are the worst. <laughs> they're just uh, there for breeding, I believe. Their purposes mm-hmm. are, are only for the vaginas and yeah. uteruses. Did you know that if you're a woman and you have sex, it breaks your vagina? You can't have too much sex because your vagina will break. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. You'll be loose. Real shit. I didn't know that. It doesn't line up with the science I've read, but some guys on the internet said it. <laughs> and he told me about brow ridges, so. Yeah, and I mean, you can't trust the internet or scientists. You just, well, they always be lying and shit. Yeah, you just, whatever you read on social media is definitely more accurate. It's secret information they don't want you to know. <laughs> Number 10 will blow your mind. Uh, they're having a sunglasses party now, though. Everyone's got them. Dick's got the cool windshield wiper ones. Mm-hmm. Mike's the best, though, because when he takes his sunglasses off, he's, he's got like, more sunglasses. He's got his other sunglasses on. And it's nighttime. And Eddie fucking loves it. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he's a madman. <laughs> I thought he said he told us to call him a madman because he was going to go sleep in the wine cellar. Oh, I thought it was because he whipped off his sunglasses. I mean, he's like, both are, both. I think it's a twofer. Let's give him... Quite for both. It's because he whipped out his sunglasses. He's like, I'm sleeping in the wine cellar, baby. It's pretty good. I think it's awesome because Eddie wants to give him kisses. <laughs> uh, they show the ghoulies are uh, invisible to everyone else, but they're pooping and everything. Yeah, they're eating all the shit. And they're, they're getting their fur everywhere. Um, they're fucking drool. They're all up in their mushroom soup. Mm-hmm. Yuck. And they're like, hey, how come you guys aren't eating? Because I don't want to eat ghouly shit. Yeah, the ghouly bits been all us. Uh, then he entrances them, and, uh... you like my sandwiches more. You, you knew they had been fucked. Nobody <laughs> fucked them before. Uh, <laughs> he, he does some ritual yelling. Uh, the screen, um, turns into day for night. And, uh, he says some spooky words, but to me it just sounded like he was like, Party time! <laughs> and then that cut to where it just, <laughs> the <laughs> colors of the written shit. like, whoa! <laughs> It's party time. Um, they show Malcolm Graves' grave, and it's tombstones rising up. Well, yeah, because the magic. Magic. <laughs> the best part is then they let out the scream to wake the dead, and literally the dead wake up. Yeah, they're like, whoa! Whoa! Words! <laughs> yeah, and then uh, this is where his dad comes back, Malcolm Graves, and he's zombie voguing in the graveyard. Yeah. Like, straight up like, ooh! My my note here says, just woke up, time to do my favorite thing. Walk around like I'm a Dracula. Let <laughs> me do Dracula shit. I'm gonna do Dracula shit. Uh, um, everyone breaks off into couples. Uh, Eddie and Mike are together, of course. Yeah. Drinking vodka. 
Trying to get a little loosened up, seeing where the night takes them. <laughs> you you know you know what it is. I've seen it. I've seen it plenty of times. <laughs> we got Toad Boy and it's Dana, right? I think it's her name. Uh, Donna, I Donna. think. Uh, yeah, well, Marishka. Fair, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, he's assaulting her, tickling her, and she tells him to stop, but he doesn't. And it's like. I mean, like, if you're already dating and you have, you're, you know, know each other's, like, boundaries and stuff, yeah, that's fine, but she did say stop. People have been told like, boy. <laughs> told boy. Told you to stop. Um, but, like, is she into it? It's hard to tell because when you're tickling, it's involuntary, so. <laughs> but she loses her bracelet in the sludge. Like, someone's got to clean that fountain. Mm. What have you been up to, hobo? What is it? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. What the fucking caretaker doesn't do shit. Um, he's really been sleeping on his cot the entire movie. So they must have done several takes of this scene where the ghoulie pops out and bites him. Because you'll notice a lot of the shots where he's looking for the bracelet, they'll do um, a camera shot looking at him. And they hadn't quite wiped off some of the green stuff on his face. Uh-huh. So you can see green ghoulie ghoul. There's a... Um, there's this shot too when uh, he first summons the dwarfs, you know, and he tries to make him drink the cup. And he's already got wine. He's already got. Yeah. He's already got the cup. The one of the dwarfs already has the cup before oh. he. Oh yeah. Him, like, I saw that too, yeah. Oh no, not consistent inconsistencies in this film. <laughs> no, right? It's so oh. surprising. And uh, as you said earlier, my note here says today she is the SB. <laughs> you. She's the special victim. <laughs> oh, shit. Fucking uh, Dracula Malcolm uh, blows open his front door and totally <laughs> explodes him. He's just like, fuck my house. <laughs> uh, <laughs> meanwhile, Nick and Robin have been getting around upstairs. Apparently, the yeah. way into Robin's heart is to be a fucking creep and creep on her until she gives in. He's just like tall and handsome and um, says weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what girls are into. Take notes, incels. <laughs> oh, no, that already feeds into what they believe. Yeah, actually. we gotta be tall and handsome. Tall and handsome and an asshole, you know. Uh, he's thirsty as fuck from all the fucking, though. <laughs> See, I'm getting water. I'm getting water. You, you want, want some? And he's like... <sighs> Man, I mean, Nick has to be the... Has the grossest dick in the world. Because he just... He's just not done having sex with Rob, but he goes downstairs. And there's there's a Dracula pretending to be a hot woman down there. Draculus. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, all right, dick's lucky day. I'm going to stick my dick in this woman, too. Also, he's not... What the fuck is his plan? He just did it with Robin. He's going to go downstairs and do it with this woman. And I believe he's going to go upstairs and do it with Robin again. Yeah. Well, I don't see a problem here. (laughs) Except for he forgot to get water. He's going to be really dehydrated. Yeah, because all his liquids are in Robin and the fucking Dracula. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but he doesn't get to because, yeah, secretly it's not a hot older lady. It's Dracula. What is he thinking? He just goes downstairs. There's a mysterious woman. He's like, "Let's do it, Dick." He's like, "Ooh, just Dick." <laughs> what a dumbass. <laughs> Mister Yeah, he does get killed by a monster tongue. Yeah, but he doesn't stay dead, which is the real mistake. Oh, that bothered me. That we'll get to it. But... Oh, yeah. It's the same. It's yeah, the same gets... ending as the gate. Yeah, so he gets choked to death by um, giant monster tongue. Mm-hmm. Surprise, it's Dracula, which is like, yeah. We knew it. Who else was this lady? You know, Jonathan decides he's gonna try to get Rebecca back for real, I guess, and puts the pentagram talisman back on her, and she's like black magic hung over him. She's like, oh, what the fuck? Oh man. He's like, I'm sorry. Let me. I'll explain it all in the morning. And you'll love me again, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now here's Eddie and Mike flirting it up, drinking their vodka, having some beers. Trying. They got. They got a joint. Trying really to get a lit. Um, Eddie's like, oh yeah, I got some matches. He pulls them out of his boot. He's been walking on them for weeks. 
And he's like, ah, I can find matches. And he disappears. And, but then he gets clobbered by the murderous Muppets, who apparently are like ghoulie hunters or something. Yeah, I don't know like, what they're going for here. Yeah, they're like, oh man, I hate these fucking monsters. <laughs> you gotta round them up. And then that's when you learn that there's some sort of uh, internal conflict between the, the ghoulies and the dwarves. They're like, oh no, I can't. Master Malcolm has always been my master, but Master Jonathan is so much nicer and prettier. Well, I don't. Then he doesn't walk around like a Dracula all the time. The dwarf guy, um,. Lady and gentlemen are, um, I don't think they want to be servants of either of them. Like, when he first summons them, they're, like, trying to trick him into getting free. You know what I mean? It seems like the ghoulies seem to be into this shit. The murderous moppets are just kind of like, nah, I miss my kids. <laughs> I'm tired of this shit. And they don't like the ghoulies. Uh, <laughs> Nothing in this movie is well explained. So I no, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. What's their loyalty? Oh, What's going on with this shit? The, uh, the walk that Grizzle does to get get Mike to follow him outside of the room is hilarious. I died laughing when he did <laughs> his little waddle. <laughs> That's pretty offensive. Is it? Fuck it. I mean, I'm sure they sped up the footage. It did not look right. <laughs> yeah, it didn't look right. Yeah. It was like the ring when she like... Yeah, it was glitches. creepy. I'm supposed to be funny. I don't, yeah. you know, I, don't get mad at me because I bought into the, the, the motif the movie was presenting. Yeah. Oh, uh, so, um, they've... I don't know why they did it. They... Stood on each other's shoulders, pretended to be Mike, smoking his joint, and he's like, uh, hey dude, don't bogart that, bogart that joint, yeah. and then they threw one, the ghoulie they captured at him, and it's like, well, aren't the ghoulies killing him anyways? Then we cut back to Robin, she's looking cute, all demure, like, man, Shokira can't wait for Dick to come back with that dick of his. <laughs> uh, but, oh no, shit, that puppet monster's in there. Uh, it's clearly a kid in the costume, I like that, I was like, you yeah, know, Interesting. Then green goo starts to leak out of it, uh, and it's like choking it. No, out of the eyeballs of the puppet. Yeah, no, no I don't mean that. Then the arm pops out of the face. Yeah, and it pulls off the face, and it's like a super ghoulie. But yeah, we don't but see we don't him see again. Him. He's really juicy. Uh, yeah, my note says super ghoulie disguised as a kid in a puppet costume. <laughs> but my note just says why. Because <laughs> <laughs> that shit rules. Then uh, Dracula's downstairs, and he's like, "All right, I need to summon all my servants." And, uh, <laughs> and we get Dick doing like a weird kind of worm lock. Oh, that he's like that physical like. It was great. Yeah, he's doing really like I was really impressed. Yeah. I was like, that's some real good physical comedy. Yeah, and they all become like human worms. They're all like. Well, I mean, the only one that does any good is Dick. Robin's all right. Um, Robin just kind of pulls herself out of the bed, and then Toad Boy does a little something. But Dick is the only good one in my opinion. Yeah, but I mean, I give Dick a ten out of ten. Everybody else is below a five. Oh. Okay, all right. Um, and then uh, Becca wakes up. And she sees Robin doing the worm. And freaks the fuck out. She's like, Jonathan, why? And she throws her uh, talisman away. And then she falls down the stairs. They made a mistake and filmed her falling down the stairs and used the actual actress. Who I, I appreciate the commitment she made, but she's fallen very safely. Like, <laughs> but she's dead? <laughs> but, like, yeah, when she fell down the stairs and then she was dead, I'm like, whoa, what happens? Like, what the hell? Her neck is in her hip? Because, <laughs> I mean, like, she probably like, bruised her hips, but she was rolling on her hips, you know? And there's probably a way to... They could have cut it in a certain way, I'm sure. To they should have done it like Psycho, where uh, you, this person's on um, some contraption that's pulling them down the stairs, uh, and the camera falls with them, and they're like, ah. <laughs> Which I don't know that This they... is a really dated shot now, but, like, it's... I still like it, but... I don't, I don't know that from everything I've seen in this movie that anybody on the crew would have had the technical 
expertise or the knowledge to try to even pull that off. It was Kyle Pitchcock. <laughs> How'd you do it, man? Or they, uh, every Psycho sequel has the same shot pretty much in it of them falling down the stairs that way, so ask any of those fools. <laughs> then Jonathan's like, oh, I, I know what to do. I'll resurrect her. It's cool. Yeah, I mean, why not? I got, he said, I got the power. <laughs> and that's right. She didn't want a powerful guy, but she needed a powerful guy. <laughs> in the end, y'all did, was, did she? Because I feel like end, if she wasn't with Jonathan, she wouldn't have needed a powerful guy. If, you know, in the end, you always need a powerful guy. <laughs> Real strong fella. Donald Trump, if you will. <laughs> Big strong white daddy. <laughs> Big bad Cheeto dad. Uh, but surprise, he goes down to his uh, his safe space, his ritual room. And it's oh. dad! He's like, ah. Hello, son. Yeah. <laughs> give your father a let's, let's have a wizard duel. Yeah, <laughs> he gets his, uh, his pitchfork that he made, the uh, Jonathan does. And yeah, he shoots, you are. He shoots a laser beam at him. He's like, what? <laughs> this is my powerful <laughs> instrument. Yeah. Pew! It's pew! And his dad's like, yeah, right. When I was your age, I was much better. Uh, yeah, and then he just kind You of, call that a powerful instrument? Yeah, he's just talking about how good he is at being spooky. And being um, a wizard. And how Jonathan she... tries to do some shit to um, save himself or Rebecca, but he constantly is overpowered. The murderous Moppets are looking around like, oh, fuck, what do we do? You kind of helped him at one point. Like, it's a trick, Jonathan! Yeah, because he resurrects Rebecca, and she's like, oh, give me some love. And like, one of them is like, Master Jonathan, don't believe that shit. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you're probably right, dwarf. Because <laughs> it was obvious. <laughs> and then my favorite part is when the, the dwarves betray Malcolm Graves. He's like... <laughs> You shall burn for this later. Because <laughs> you don't have the budget for it. <laughs> but for now... You're fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, then he turns, he's all burnt up and zombified again. Yeah, he's... And he's like, Gives me. Gives me. Give me your youth, son. Kiss your father on the lips. Gives me. Gives me. Um, and he looks like he's about to get that kiss. But guess what? Hobo Wizards here. Yep. And they... It's old Wolfgang. Yeah, he, he hasn't um, done anything the entire movie, but it was pointless narration. Yeah, he threw the special instrument into Malcolm. He gets penetrated by the special instrument. <laughs> Powerful instrument. Powerful, Powerful instrument, instrument. sorry. Yeah. Um, and they uh, grapple and shoot lightning into each other for about a minute. And they're like, ah, ah, ah. You can't stop me, old man. <sighs> But he, he did, I guess. How did he become as powerful as that guy? Has he been practicing? Was he always as powerful? This whole movie makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Uh, well, they, they just, like, had ideas and put them down and didn't think about how any of them added up. <laughs> we don't need to connect any of these ideas, right? We just have to have a loose jumble. We'll throw it at the wall. Yeah, but so everyone escapes, because guess what? Everyone's alive now for some reason. Yeah, it's a gate ending. No one actually died. And they're like, let's get out of here. And the dwarves are like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> just drives off without them. Like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? And uh, Mike's in the SUV with them, and he's like, oh, sh or Rebecca's like, oh, I sure hope that's over. And Jonathan's like, oh, it totally is. And then the ghoulies all pop up behind Mike, and he's oh! like, Oh, the end. <laughs> so, oh my God, the ghoulies are still around. I, you know, I'll be honest. I almost do not want to do the podcast again. I've watched that movie. This is what the podcast was really supposed to be about. 
was the trash. Let's be about I know, trash. No, no, fun trash though. This is just garbage. Um, I had fun watching it just because tearing it apart. I had fun. Let me let me give you give you have an idea how I watched this movie. I watched about forty minutes of it. And yeah. Then I had to stop. Okay. And then I finished the rest of it. And then to make my notes, I watched about thirty minutes of it. I had to stop. Watched another thirty minutes. I had to stop. And then just powered through on the end. It um, was a it was a slog. I didn't have too hard of a time watching it, honestly, because I watch bad movies a lot. I don't know why. Like, I just, I like to watch the best of the best and the worst of the worst. Just the whole, the whole gamut. Uh, normally, I do prefer them to be good, bad. bad enough that they're entertaining. And I really thought, so here's all they'd have to do to this Ghoulies movie to make me enjoy it more. More gore, more wacky ghoulie stuff. The characters need to actually die. They need to spend more focus on the deaths, like turn like the last act into a slasher movie of sorts. And we talking titties and a better soundtrack. <laughs> I mean, there's other stuff they have to do for me. Like the entire character of Jonathan is. I don't care. Does he's, not work. He's for just me. a vehicle for ghoulie action in my movie. Mm-hmm. And this movie, like, oh, I don't. Yeah, like, um, we don't need too much of that demon shit. He doesn't need to get into it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, like, he just need it. to accidentally summon the ghoulies end of his demon shit and then. We don't need his father at the end either. Also, he has to do. He has to find the power in himself to do a ritual to get rid of Julius. Or maybe just and the, like the whole character of Wolfgang needs to be eliminated altogether. Yep, it could have just been some random person who put took the baby out and dropped him off at the orphanage. Yeah, Jonathan gets a random note like, "Hey, you've inherited this house," and he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and he goes there and has Ghoulie trouble. Is it? Boom, and that's it. Problem solved. More titties though, and yeah, better soundtrack. Like, you know, the title music was good. I want to see this Dick's Dick. Some, yeah, fucking, hell yeah. Get some male nudity in there. You ever seen Sleepaway Camp? No. We're going to watch that. That's what we're watching next. Sleepaway Camp? Is that a horror movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'll find out soon enough why I suggested it after talking about dick nudity. <laughs> <laughs> Is there some titties? Nope, just dicks. No, I don't think so. Just dicks and dicks and dicks. You know, I haven't seen it in a while. Titties in 80s movies are a dime a dozen, yeah, so it's not like I would particularly remember those scenes, <laughs> but yeah, so we're watching Sleepaway Camp next. It's going to be good. It's going to be uh, legit trash, good trash cinema, which the 80s, that's what the 80s is all about. That's what my life's all about. That's why I love trash and Eternally Dead so much, because she is trash. Oh, shit. Remember, you ever see Serial Mom? It's not really... Yeah, I don't remember it very well. Yeah, I just remember the scene where uh, she like calls the neighbor, and she's like, "Listen here, you cocksucker!" <laughs> <laughs> that shit's good. So listen here, you cocksuckers. Go to McVentureProductions.com. Um, check that shit out. Uh, we're gonna try streaming more, right? Yeah, we're gonna start. I'm actually gonna we're gonna put up a schedule at some point, and like I really need to just stay on top of shit. Or, um, yeah, I mean, if you want to get something in exchange for giving us money, we got that too. If you think that the content we provide is good enough for you to throw a couple bucks once in a while to do that as well. I hate to ask for money from the average citizen, but um, fucking these corporations don't want to give me money for some reason. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> Probably just how much you buy nothing. Yeah, that's Space Force though. Fuck capitalism. Um, and fuck the ghoulies. Alright, see you next time. Bye. Bye, fellas. Bye. My name is Dick. You can call me Dick.